Good evening, everybody. Thank you all in Jesus' name. We'll go ahead and we'll get started. So if you all want to stand with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your faithfulness unto us, O God. For your loving kindnesses, O Lord. For your mercies, O God. Lord, we ask that you would put your hand upon us at this time. Lord, as we're gathered here in your holy name, pour out your spirit upon us, O Lord, and minister unto us, God. Quicken us and lift us up, Lord, that we, amen, can abide with you, Father. Your presence, O Lord, minister unto us, O God, as you see our needs, O Lord. I pray, Father, bless your people, O God. Go before them, O Lord, minister unto their families, Lord, their households, O God. Every per person that is here, Lord, that is represented, O God, I pray, Lord, to, amen, minister to the needs that we have, Father, for our homes, our families, amen, our spiritual needs, Lord, for strength, Lord, for renewal, for revival, for restoration, O God, amen, Lord, and our material needs, O Lord. Pray that you would bless your people, God, in our financial needs. Oh, God, as you have instructed us in your word to cast all our cares upon you because you care for us, oh, God. We ask that you would do so, Lord, and lift the burdens that we carry. Minister unto us, oh, God, and bind us together, Lord. God, that we can be, Lord, of one mind and of one spirit. In one accord in this place, Lord. Bless our worship. Bless our praise, oh God. Bless the ministry of your word, Lord. Amen, God. And we carefully give you the praise and the glory of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord. Let it be done, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. November already got started and we're flying through it. It's crazy, but it's good to be here, man. To see you folks, to come to worship. Let's just worship the Lord this
once Jesus comes into your life, don't let him go. Yes. Amen. Brother Terry, we pray for the offering. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day, Lord. Yes. Lord, we ask that, Lord, that you would come, Lord, and bless this offering that we're about to receive, oh God. We pray that you would bless everyone, Lord, that's yes. come to offer what they can offer, Lord. We pray that you bless those that are able to give and those that ain't able, Lord. Thank bless you. it for your work today. Thank you. We ask this in your mighty and most merciful name, Lord.
detour tonight as far as what we have been studying in the word and and uh, but it's going to be situated pretty close to what we have been uh, studying and uh, I've just been uh, ever since Sunday I guess Sunday afternoon Sunday evening good portion of the Day Monday, I just been feeling this unction and this burden that the Lord has laid upon my heart, and of course, always concerned. My my issue is this: uh, my issue, my concern, especially what we experienced Sunday and the manner that the Lord spoke to us, and I'm always concerned about if we have really paid enough attention while we have heard what was spoken to us by the Spirit through the gifts of the Spirit. A lot of times when it comes and it just seems like it does, it makes its impact, but uh, the life that what we experience from it, it seems like uh, I just wonder how fast it just kind of if we leave that that thought or that feeling or even that word that we heard how, how it just kind of slips away from us and we're never really we never really stay focused and we never really um, pay attention to the admonition we're given through the spirit so that's a that's a concern I always have and uh, I was thinking that Sunday evening and and uh, had had a couple people actually call me up and and I was talking to me about it. They heard the podcast and they heard the Lord speak. And uh, of course, what he had spoken to us and obviously given us uh, insight as far as his presence and everything that he's doing here. And uh, if we pay close enough attention, we'll find that out. We'll, we'll know he's with us. And uh, it's just, it's just I guess... Uh, for me, it's just helping you to get to that point where you can comprehend or understand enough that it can make a difference in your life, that you can make some 
changes. And whatever direction that the Lord is pointing you to go in your life, whatever it is that you're dealing with personally, your faith, your walk with God, amen, that we can we can do what uh, He is speaking to us to do. We can follow through. And, and uh, one thing that has come to my mind is this, is just being able to have that confidence or that assurance that we need to have. Because if you have it, if you have that confidence, you have that assurance, amen, you're going to be at peace. You're going to be at peace. And if you don't have it, you won't have that peace. You won't have that peace. There's always, you know, certain levels of fear and uh, everything else that comes with it, especially uh, sometimes unbelief or doubt, whatever seems to creep in and, and tries to hinder us. And, and uh, so I, that's, that's, that's my concern. And, and, and so I, I was feeling that burden and I was just trying to, you know, prepare myself for what we have been doing. And all of a sudden it, it kind of, uh, I got deviated from that from that task and uh, the Lord led me to something else that I believe that we need to amen to look into so if you would turn with me in your Bibles this evening to the book of Hebrews chapter 9 like I said it's closely associated with what we have been studying as far as the tabernacle and the holy place and, and, and uh, obviously getting into the holiest of all so uh, Hebrews chapter 9 if you would go to that chapter in the book of Hebrews we're going to be uh, going into some different places beautiful beautifully written and of course the argument is uh, years ago they you know people were settled in their opinion that the apostle Paul wrote the book of Hebrews but one of the arguments about him not being the author of the book of Hebrews was his, the salutation of course, in every one of his in his epistles, Paul always greeted everybody. He had his he had his way of greeting people, and they said, "We don't see that in this in this particular book." But it sure sounds like the writings of Paul. And uh, some people obviously say it was possibility it could have been Barnabas because he had such knowledge of the law the Torah, that the language in it is obviously somebody that really understood what was going on as far as the sacrifices. So they tend to lean to to that um, that opinion. And uh, to me, uh, to me, I think the only argument that I would have leaning toward Paul would be in chapter 10 and verse number 34. And the way the writer states here that he talks about, uh, you had compassion of me and my bonds. Mm -hmm. Sounds like Paul. That sounds like Paul's terminology, if you ever read the other epistles. Mm -hmm. And took joyful the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better place enduring. So, But he says, uh, ye had compassion of me in my bonds. In other words, what he's talking about, this person right here was obviously a person 
when he talked about in my bonds, he was a person that was under. He, he, Paul was was uh, basically confined to the to uh, the Palestinian a Palestinian Praetorian guard, mm-hmm. and so he was, you know, held held as a prisoner there. So that's what he's referring to in my bonds. In other words, this was a person who was in confinement. So that's the only verse I would use to justify Paul, and that's that's one verse. But the rest of the language, it could go either way. And so, but uh, how many of you have ever written a letter where you've changed the salutation of the letter? <laughs> it's possible. You don't use the same greeting you often use. And that could be another argument, but you know. But regardless, and of course, uh, theologians. Uh, basically uh, give credit to the Apostle Paul, but that's something I guess we'll find out when we get up there. (laughs) The reason why I say that, the reason why I'm saying this, because credibility is something. Whoever whoever was the the writer of the book of Hebrews had knowledge. Had knowledge of, of, you know, the sacrifices. And obviously not just the old te- from the Old Testament point of view, but also from the point of view of understanding what Jesus came and what he fulfilled in his crucifixion, his sacrifice. And obviously, in a, in a sense, I'll put, it, I'll put it this way, they put it together. It was revealed to them, of course, by the word, because remember... They did not have the Old Testament, uh, the New Testament back then. They only had access to the Old Testament. So obviously, in order to understand what this writer understands, he had to be something, somebody that was well acquainted with the law. He knew his stuff. Praise God. So he brought it out. He brought out New Testament doctrine from Old Testament law. That's amazing, isn't it? Amen. So, um, just a little, just a little history. You know, it's always good to have a little history around, you know, a certain book or, or whatever. But uh, in chapter nine, verse number eleven, uh, he said, "But Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, Christ, being come." and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is to say not of this building he's he's making reference to the tabernacle of Moses neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. So obviously he understood what Jesus actually fulfilled when he was crucified. That he took his own blood and he walked into the Holy of Holies Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is this is beautiful. There's so there's so many things about this. This is beautiful, and and uh, 
at the time of Jesus' crucifixion, of course, when they gathered together for the Feast of the Lord, they, they all met in Jerusalem. And of course, Jesus, you read in the, in the Gospel, Jesus attended the feast that were there. He, he went to Jerusalem. But obviously during that time, the sacrifices they offered, there was something that they could not do. All the other feasts, yes, they could. They celebrated all the other feasts, but there was one feast that there was something they used to do, and they couldn't do it. The last time a sacrifice that was ever offered up was before the Babylonian captivity. So that many years, that many years from the Babylonian captivity up until the time of Christ, there was one thing they could not do in the sacrificial ceremony. Does anybody know what that is? What are we talking about? Making an atonement. Entering into the Holy of Holies. And making atonement for the sins of the people. While there was something that was missing from all that. That was the Ark of the Covenant. So because of that, they couldn't make that one atonement. Instead, tradition says, Jewish history says, because of the absence of the Ark of the Covenant, there was a there was a, a platform that was there inside the Holy of Holies, and in that platform or on that platform was called the foundation stone. That was obviously a in a sense, a memorial to the Jews because they did not have the Ark of the Covenant. So, But here's the thing. You wonder why the writer says, you, you wonder why the writer says this in verse number 11, Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. A greater and more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands. This is to say, not of this building. Mm -hmm. Now we got to remember, the tabernacle of Moses, the temple of Solomon. Yep. Not of this building. Mm -hmm. Obviously what he was talking about was the one that all this was built after. Mm -hmm. That was the tabernacle that was in heaven. Mm -hmm. yep. So Christ didn't have to go in there because it wasn't there no more. Guess where it was? Mm -hmm. Guess where he went? He went up into heaven. Yeah. Right. So when we read about his resurrection, and here comes Martha and Mary running to the tomb, and then Jesus, she finally recognized who's he, who he is. And what does Jesus say? Don't touch me, for I have not yet ascended up to my Father. Right. So he did not make that, he did not make that atonement for the sins right. of all the whole world yet. He had to make that one trek to make that atonement. And where was that? I was up there in heaven. So that's why the writer says this. Not made with hands. This is to say, not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. In other words, the holy place. Where was he? He was up in, in the heavens. He was in the throne, at the throne of God in the heavens. 
So once he did that, everything that the temple and the tabernacle symbolized, everything that was there, guess that once he did that, the curtain of the temple was rent from top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Symbolizing that this covenant was came to its end. And the new covenant was being ushered in. But it was because of his blood. I want you to understand this. Because of his blood. Neither by the blood of bulls and blood of goats and calves, verse 12, but by his own blood he entered in once, entered in once into the holy place, having obtained, look what it says, eternal redemption for us. He entered in once to obtain eternal, eternal it's forever settled. Right. Eternal redemption. Amen. For us. Hallelujah. Amen. For if the blood of bulls and goats, of goats, and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. If that can do that under the first covenant. If it could do that, how much more shall the precious blood of Christ, shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, look what he says, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Amen. 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 There it is. Ooh. Let's do some more reading. Let's put this together. Hebrews 10, for the law having the shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshippers once purged should have no more conscience of sins. Does everybody see that? Mm -hmm. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. So that's the reason why that first covenant was not effective. He states it right there. It wasn't possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Now let, let me let me let me bring to your attention what he's talking about here. Because he's mentioning this, he's mentioning this as he's writing this, he says, every year that they came and every year that they offered these sacrifices, every year was a remembrance of the sins that were committed in that year. In other words, they, they realized this. They they look they, they always were reminded. And all that did was that day, that, that day of atonement, it just pushed it back another year. So it pushed the wrath of God back another year. It gave them another year. If, they, if everything was offered according to God's word, if everything was accepted according to God's word, then it pushed the sins back another year. So guess what? The wrath of God was stayed. But in the back of their mind, there was always that remembrance. 
Hey, let me just bring it to you this way. That's where a lot of people dwell right now. That's right. Amen. Even in the church. Amen. That's where a lot of people dwell. All they can think about is. Why is it? Human nature. Always tend to lean, lean on. Amen. Our carnal nature. Our carnal understanding. Our thinking. Why is it that we always think, guess what, I, 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 I guarantee you this, maybe sitting in this congregation tonight, there's a good percentage of you that think you're not worthy. Huh? You come in here, you're thinking you're not worthy. Who am I? But guess what? He shed his blood. For you. Yes. For your sins. Yes. yes. Well, let's go on. <laughs> Verse number six. He says, In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Speaking about Jesus, above whom, above when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings. An offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hast pleasure therein which are offered by the law. So he he was basically weary. Yeah. Uh -huh. Woo. Because he knew it wasn't sufficient. The blood of bulls and goats could not, because they always had that remembrance. Always went back. Think about that. So he says this, verse number nine. Lo, he's nine. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. He's talking about the covenant. He took away the first covenant that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Oh. My, 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 my. So let's go on. He says, for verse number 14, for by one offering, everybody see that? For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. By one Offering. Amen. Can you imagine? Could you can you figure this out from the time that this the ceremonial sac the, the sacrifices, the animal animal sacrifices were instituted from the time they began? You read that back there in uh, the book of Exodus, chapter uh, 40. You can see when 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 they actually began to sacrifice and when they sanctified the priesthood, and then they began to Amen. Go through and minister to the people of Israel from that time on, all the way up until the time of the Babylonian captivity. When, when, Amen. When, when they were taken captive, can you imagine, Amen? Every day the daily sacrifices, and then three times all the year, all the feasts of the Lord. Can you imagine how many, Amen, animals were slaughtered? A lot of bloodshed. Yes. As the writer said, Hebrews 9, 
Almost all things are by the law. What? Purged by blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So in other words, but here's the thing. All that bloodshed, all those sacrifices didn't do the job. It, it, all it did was <clears throat> it temporarily stayed the wrath of God. Temporarily. Held it back for 12, for 12 months, one year. Temporarily. That's all it did. That's why he said, guess what? And I'll just paraphrase it. I'm sick of it. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. By that one offering. There's a big difference. We'll get to that here in a moment here. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Do you all read that? Yes. One offering for you and I. One offering for the sins of the whole world. Mm -hmm. right. Woo! Just one offering. Man. Wherefore the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he has said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their inward, into their hearts and in, in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. So God said, once I remove them, they are removed. Pay attention. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest of all, by the blood of Jesus. So think about this. Think about this. The problem is, my argument right now, my issue, my issue with, with those that have difficulty Living. Huh? Living. Living for God. Living the life. Right. Huh? Remember, the Bible says you are no longer a sinner. The Bible says you are a saint. That's what we're called. We're called a saint. But yet in our minds, <clears throat> we tend to think of ourselves. We live in that mentality. Oh, the devil wants to believe you're not worthy. And the devil wants to believe you haven't for, been forgiven. And the devil wants to tell you this is nothing but nonsense. When it's really not. Amen. All it took Jesus was just one time Amen. to take care of my sin and to take care of your sin Amen. and the sins of the whole world. Amen. It just took him one time to shed his blood. Amen. 
Let me remind you what it says. Pay attention. Let me go back to verse 14 in chapter 9. How much more shall the blood of Christ. Look what he's saying. How much more. Shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Look what it says. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Woo! Purge your conscience. Because that's where it all is right now for so many people. Right up here in your mind. That's why some of you can't get the Holy Ghost. Right. Amen. That's right. That's why it's difficult for some of you to pray through. Stay prayed through. Maintaining the victory every day. That's why it's difficult for you because you haven't really fully comprehended the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. The efficacy. Wow. The efficacy. You know what that means? The efficacy of his blood. He just, he went in there one time. He offered up his blood. Let me tell you something about the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus was God and yes. he was man. Yes. Amen. Yes. That's what the incarnation is all about. Amen. God put on a robe of yes. flesh. Yes. Divinity became humanity. Yes. Divine, the divine nature of God became human. Right. Praise God. So he became a man. But here's the thing. The Bible says, we read that in Matthew chapter 1. We read that in the account of his birth when it was spoken to uh, Mary and Joseph by the angel. And he said, he said that, amen, the, the, the holy ghost is going to overshadow the womb of Mary so therefore that thing that is going to be conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost so in other words guess what the law of procreation is this you take on the DNA of the father the woman supplies the egg the father supplies the seed so as a result you take on the DNA of the father so if his father if his father was God guess what he took on his DNA so the difference is this he didn't just have human blood he had divine blood divine blood ever wonder why the devils are afraid of the blood of Jesus Get yourself in a, in, a, in, a, in a quarrel with the devil if they're tormenting you. All you got to do is plead the blood. Plead the blood. They don't like the blood of Jesus. Why? It's divine blood. Amen. But we don't comprehend that. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Guess what? Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Purge your conscience. Purge your conscience. That's important. Efficacy. Efficacy. Everybody say efficacy. Efficacy. 
of the blood of Jesus. You know what that is? The ability to produce a desired or intended result. So that's what he wanted. He wanted us, he wanted our conscience. Guess what? Well, let's, hey, let's read some Bible. Shall we read some Bible? Yeah. Yep. Uh, First Peter chapter 3, I think it's there. Let's read some Bible. Let's see what let's see, let's see what the apostles have to say about this. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we see this here. Uh, look what he says in in First Peter chapter uh, three, verse number twenty one. This is what it says, and I'll let you get there. Will I take a drink of water? Look what it says. Listen to what he's saying. The like figure one to even baptism doth also now save us. Mm-hmm. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. It's not just putting away the, the filth of your flesh. Not just the putting away of your sins. He said, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. Amen. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's not just to wash away your sins. It's the answer of a good conscience. Amen. Amen. Now, we said that. We made that statement. What do you say? By the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Guess what the difference between that covenant and this covenant? All those animals they sacrifice, they, 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 the, the life of the flesh is in the blood. When the, when the, the life of the flesh was spilled out, they, they died. They died for a sacrifice. But the difference is, they died. They never resurrected. Right. In, this, in this sacrifice, he not only spilled his blood and died, he resurrected. Amen. So knowing he resurrected, guess what? Amen. So guess what it's supposed to do? Not just to wash away. Everybody understands that, oh, all my sins were washed away. But guess what? It also, the answer of a what? Good conscience toward God. Amen. In other words, guess what? Amen. You know what you know what we all need to have in here? Every single one of you? Dylan understands this very very well. We need to have a paradigm shift. Don't we, Dylan? We need to have a paradigm shift. You know what that means? You let go of whatever thoughts, philosophy, beliefs, traditions. That you used to, your mind used to envelop. Mm-hmm. You get rid of that and something new comes in. Just totally get rid of the old and bring in the new. Yeah. A yeah. paradigm shift. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need to, that's, that's, that's what the word of God does for us. It, it allows us to see, guess what? We know what we used to be, who we used to be, didn't we? Yeah. We knew we used to be sinners. Yeah. And that's, guess what? That's the whole reason why you came to the Lord. Amen. Because you knew you needed His help. Amen. So as a result, you humbled yourself to Him. Amen. And you obeyed His word. Yeah. And you repented. Yeah. You said, I'm going to die out to my sinful nature. Amen. I'm going to die out to my sin. I don't want to live that way no more. See, that's the problem. You never realized, and, and the problem is, people have never died out to him. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
are bad habits. Yes. Our attitudes, right. our behavior, we never died out to them. The old man still walking around. When here's, here's the blood of Jesus, I want you to understand this. Remember, divine blood. Here's the thing. And, and, and you know what? Let me tell you something. It's not because it's ineffective. It's not because it doesn't work. It's because you didn't believe it. So some of you obviously just got wet. But guess what? That didn't happen. You know why? Because you didn't believe. Or maybe because you just didn't let go. Amen. That's right. I love that song. There's power. Yes. In the blood of the Lamb. There's power. Yes. There's power. Amen. There's power. In the blood. So much power, he just had to do it once. Just once he went in there. His blood was so powerful. Amen. The blood he shed. Amen. You read it in the scripture. When he resurrected, there was an earthquake. Shook Jerusalem. Shook the whole area of Jerusalem. Guess what happened? It was so powerful. Some of the dead that were in the graves resurrected, started walking around. That's how powerful it was. That's how powerful the blood is. Amen. So can you imagine if the blood had that effect back then yep. at that time? How much more yep. would it do for you and I if we believe? If we believe. You know why? Because that was divine. Blood. Amen. Amen. Wow. Divine. Mm -hmm. Woo. Amen. Divine blood. Amen. So here's here's the difference. When it happens, and we understand. Let me tell you something. Let's 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 go to. Uh, First uh, Peter, same same uh, book. First Peter chapter uh, one, and look what it says, verse number eighteen. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, 
who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. So, so, so here's the thing. That is what the word, yeah. that is what the truth has said to you and I, that we believe what Jesus came to do. That's the whole reason why, amen, the writer of Hebrews was talking about this. That's the whole reason why we understand the purpose of the new covenant and the sacrifice. Amen. And, and, and it's coupled together with the resurrection, his resurrection. We, we understand it because this is, this is what they're talking about. They're, they're linking to the two together. The blood of Jesus, remission of sin, a clear conscience, resurrection. Amen. And all we have to do is line up. Some of you have the Holy Ghost. Some of you should let the Holy Ghost have you. Amen. There's a big difference. I hear so many people say that, oh, I have the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but I, I, was, I was like, and I, I'm respectful. I, you know, I don't want to cause no problems, but in my mind I'll say, but does the Holy Ghost have you? Amen. Because if the Holy Ghost had you, you wouldn't be struggling. You wouldn't have. You, you wouldn't be facing certain things and giving in. You wouldn't be falling back into sin any longer. You know why? Because if the Holy Ghost had you, you'd be walking. There would be a new man and a new woman walking in your shoes. Amen. Huh? Yep. Did you hear me? Yes. You would be living a resurrected life. You wouldn't yes. be living in sin no more. You'd be right. living a resurrected life. Yes. You would see righteousness. Yes. You would see truth. Yes. You would see all these things. You would see holiness. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a word. Ah, please don't say that. <laughs> Woo! Holiness. How could we not be holy? Because we're filled with the Holy Spirit. How could we not be holy? Be holy, for I am holy. Amen. But we can see that there's just everything's just all. Yes. And it's not God. Right. right. It's human, human will, human nature complicates. That's why people struggle. Let me tell you something. I, I know this. I, I, I want to help some of you. I want the Lord to help you. But I want to direct you. I want to, I want you to hear. I want you to hear me out because this is important for you. Because if you let the Holy Ghost move in your life like he should be moving, guess what? You would have a clear conscience. Right. Amen. 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 You will not be oppressed. You will not be depressed. And you will never become possessed.
Simple? Yes. So you think about that. You think about that. The bottom line is coming to that place where, where Paul says, Amen, where where he said that. Amen. Let me see, let me let me read it again. Purge your conscience. Purge your conscience. To me, everything else, your your sin's been washed away from your from your flesh. But guess what? You know where everybody's always having struggling? Right here. Amen. This is your where your battle is. So I was thinking about that. So Lord, obviously, it's because either one thing is they haven't believed, they don't have the faith, or they're just not allowing your spirit to move in them. Mm. How many of you claim the Holy Ghost? Amen. Amen. How many of you ever had the Holy Ghost? Raise your hand. I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to go. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I'm the pastor. I need the Holy Ghost. Can't live without the Holy Ghost. Woo! So I'm trying to get some of you to go. Yeah, I know I'm not praying through right now, but I'm going to be. Yeah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, you young people. I love you. I love you. I will not hesitate to tell you the truth. I love you. You know why? Because your blood is on my hands. Everybody in here, your blood is on my hands. So I'm not going to hesitate to tell you the truth. I want to tell you. Some of you kids need to quit lying to your parents. Don't be pretenders. Because most of the time your parents will believe what you tell them. When you tell them something, you know, you're their child. They say, hey, that's my, my baby, so. With my kids, it was different. I love my kids. I told them, you ever mess up? You ever do something wrong? I'm not standing with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. 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 Amen
That's they found out. One. Hey, you, you got to suffer the consequences. You, better yeah. believe it. you have to suffer the consequences. You parents, yeah. quit covering up for your children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Amen. And don't be so naive. Oh, right. like one, one person told me, oh, they never lie. <laughs> as far as I know, there's only one person that cannot lie. <laughs> so when they tell you something, guess what? I know they're your little angel. <laughs> if you really want, remember I said there's a difference. Either you want or you don't want. Make up your mind. Either you want or you don't want. Either you want to be a child of God or you don't want to be a child of God. Quit lying. You know why? Because if you really had the Holy Ghost, your conscience would be that's right. That's what he said. He said, a clear, a, you purge your conscience from dead works. Purge your, having a clean, a clear conscience. Think about this, and the reason why I asked if it, you know how many of you had the Holy Ghost, have the Holy Ghost, <laughs> have the Holy Ghost. Because if you have the Holy Ghost, how can I put it? Even if you have just a little bit. I hope you have just a little bit. <laughs> because even that little bit's going to make a big difference. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. And if you had a little bit, that little bit of Holy Ghost should be doing something to your spirit. Yes. To your mind. To your heart. And guess what? Your body's going to follow suit. Yes. Right. Amen. So when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, remember back in the 90s, there was this big deal that came in, and you could buy a little, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, friendship braces. Yeah. And the little, uh, what do you call those now? Hang on around your neck, the little medallion. Yeah. <laughs> what would you, Jesus do? WWJD. WWJD. Everybody. <laughs> Why would you even have to think about that? Right. That's right. It's so obviously because your mind, Amen. your mind, Amen. your thoughts right. weren't lined up with his. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself that question. What would Jesus do? Yeah. Right. Amen. You have to remind yourself. And all they had to do was get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 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 That's right. 
And when they got the Holy Ghost, guess what happened? Get the mind of Christ. Yes. Still talking about a clear, having a clean, having a clear conscience. So look, listen to this. But I have not seen. Neither ear heard. Pay attention. Neither have entered into the heart of man. There's three places there. I. You haven't seen. Let me ask you a question. Are you really looking? Amen. If you're not looking to him, you're going to be looking somewhere out. Amen. Neither ear heard. Have you really heard? Right. Exactly. Have you really heard? The Old Testament, they use that word, hurricane. Hurricane. You know what that means? That doesn't mean, you know, where, like, maybe some of you are doing right now, you're hearing me, but you're not really hearing me. That's right. Selective hearing. Yeah. Right. That means this. If you heard, take heed. That's the difference. What you hear, take heed. Pay attention. Pay attention. It's almost like competition. You might say, what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, I wish I had your attention like you give your phone attention.